Hi, I'm Polly. <laughs> and I'm Danielle. And you're listening to the Spooky Hour. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, guys. We I have some bad news. <laughs> well, I mean, at least it's we're like, here. Yeah, we're here, but like it's... It's not great. <laughs> yeah. So this week it's going to be a one a one story week because um, <laughs> I don't have a laptop anymore, <laughs> and uh, it happened last night, and I'm not too happy about it. And that's so I've had it's a out really of commission. Yeah. It, so. I was like, do we do we skip the episode? What do we do? Because the script is uh, up in smoke, mm-hmm. and uh, we're like, let's just let's just, we'll do mine. So we're yeah. giving you guys something. At least it's something, but like, guys, I'm not looking for pity. I just need a vent because you need to see, like listen to how fucking ridiculous my week was because I I must have pissed in someone's Cheerios and just forgot about it. <laughs> so, and it all happened yesterday, which is so weird. So, oh my god, was uh, the was it all yesterday? All yesterday. Wow. So I was working from. I wonder home who yesterday. was in retrograde. Maybe. Shut up, Polly. <laughs> god damn that fucking <laughs> astrology video. <laughs> that's why i said it oh that's so funny um fuck what was it? oh yeah so yesterday i worked from home and usually when i work from home i like to get like my laundry done or like try to catch up Don't on it and uh i washed my comforter which i done multiple fucking times and so i washed it and like a couple hours later i was like oh fuck i washed my comforter gotta go put it in the dryer open my laundry room and it's uh, like a pool and um <laughs> i was like fucking great so I thought maybe it was, like, one of the pipes. I don't know. My washing machine leaked, long story short. My dad came over and looked at it. He's like, it's not the pipes. My my drum in my washing machine is, like, rusted almost. It's just old. So it leaked out everywhere, and it's not. I have to get a new one, so I don't have a washing machine right now, you guys. It's fucking fabulous. Uh, and, um... Can you just get, like, the part? Oh, well, I might as well just buy a new one. I need, like, I mean, fair. It the whole drum inside the washing machine and i feel like that's gonna end up being approximately the price of a new one yeah and like the labor to do that fuck that um they're so old anyways and uh and then we were just having like oh this is the the best part about this fucking laptop story um so i had my laptop open and i like lost my balance a bit and i spilled some (laughs) water on my computer and i have like a cover on it so like when that happens it protects it so but there was enough water on it that i had to take the protector off oh my god yeah so it was like drying and stuff and then i closed my laptop and had it sitting on our ottoman like on our couch like we have like the somewhat l couch it was just sitting on the ottoman and then as the night goes on my mom my dad texts me saying my mom's not feeling well so someone could watch river on thursday because my mom was supposed to watch him and then we're like okay we'll ask like Stu's mom and then Stuart gets a fucking text that his coworker that he works like right beside has COVID and he just tested positive. We're like, fucking great. Um, we're all, f- I'm feeling kind of like stuffy, but like I've, I've tested and it's Are negative. you? Yeah. I don't know. I think it might just be the stress, to be honest. I've just, not- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the stress. Probably. And, um, yeah. And uh, so whatever, at least he told them. And we're like, fuck. So then when Stuart asked his parents, um, he mentioned, like, the COVID thing. And they're uncomfortable about watching Riv with yeah. COVID. Because Stuart's dad doesn't have an immune system, basically. So that's fair. So Stuart was like, I'm just going to take the day off. 
and whatever and i was like okay cool because i can't take i took monday off because river was sick so um <laughs> you ended up working from home today though right yo yeah i'm home for the rest of the week because of the covid thing my my, oh. my work was like yeah don't risk us thanks bye um well that worked out at least one <laughs> tiny silver lining yeah so that's that's up until then so i'm like stressed out the washing machine might have fucking covid because guys my tattoo <laughs> appointments this fucking weekend and if i get covid <gasps> oh my god i can't I go i fun- you don't I have lose- it we're manifesting don't even think about it don't even think about it so i've waited a year and a half for this fucking tattoo and i oh swear oh my god, god. Yeah. i totally I- forgot yeah so there's that you're fine everything's fine everything's fine guys and then we start like let's play warzone so we started playing warzone for a bit and i was making meatballs it was fine and then uh, river was getting fussy so i'm like i'm just gonna go to bed so go to get up i'm in the, the kitchen like cleaning up the meatball stuff and all i hear is oh fuck and i was like <laughs> oh what was that i come i walk into our living room and Stuart has my laptop open upside down and there's just drink falling out of it oh Stuart God. dropped a whole glass of ginger ale on my laptop but my laptop was closed so it seeped into it and it fucking destroyed my laptop. And the thing that upsets me about it, because someone's going to be like, well, obviously it was an accident. Yeah, no fucking shit. It was an accident. But I'm still allowed to be mad about it because <laughs> all of Did my you tell stuff- him to move the drink? Is that what? I, it's, I was actually my ginger ale drink and it always oh. sits there. I always sit there with like, it's never an issue, but I don't know what he was doing. I don't know. even know how he knocked it over. He was nowhere near it. I don't know. I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> and uh, the issue is my photos from like when River was born are all on that laptop and my computer is fucking fried. So Stuart felt really bad and went to an Apple store today and they managed to save all of my photos, but that's all they got. So that means my scripts are gone Oh. everything's the script all the recordings is gone all the recordings wait do are you gone. have garage band on this one yeah that's what I'm, I'm using but i don't have like a login for it <laughs> so yeah guys it's, it's really well it's really this expensive. episode's come out if this episode comes out late just mind your business <laughs> yeah just just yeah exactly mind just, your business. just leave it just leave yeah. it i'm i'm working on a laptop from 2000 and god knows when nine no 11 2011 wow i woke up to your text and i was like oh no i didn't think sorry guys i'm really tired i didn't think (laughs) it was that bad and then when you said you couldn't get the script i was like oh oh is it like fried and you're like Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so my computer is gonna cost more to fix than a new computer and a new computer like the the lowest tier of macbook i can get is thirteen hundred dollars and it's gonna cost more to fix my computer so like because <laughs> and my also then was... you got the washer you got to worry about too yeah and i don't have a fucking washing machine so i'm not gonna have a laptop for some time i'm gonna make it work i'm gonna figure something out and uh but i got uh, the, the thing i was upset about because i was really mad last night i was really fucking mad and i was really mad this morning um <laughs> It was because I, I have laugh, all of but River's like, baby photos. And like someone, uh, they were like, well, why wouldn't you back it up? And I'm like, you think that's going to solve my problem right now? Like, obviously, yeah, I like, shoulda, coulda, woulda. I had it on my laptop for a reason. I've never had this issue. So what is the, like, I feel like if you're not saying anything helpful, then shut the just fuck don't up. say it. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, like, well, I've saved like most of the ones you sent me. <laughs> like, yeah, Holly can I send like, this to you? <laughs> she was trying to make me feel so good all day she's like and i think i just kind of like was like ignoring it. i'm so sorry i was just miserable and she was like 
text and she's like i have like all the ones you saved i can send every <laughs> single one and i'm like you are the sweetest human but i'm still mad <laughs> <laughs> well i'm that i'm that creepy aunt you sent me a picture it's getting saved like totally <laughs> but yeah so we got the photos that's what matters laptops were replaceable but like guys it's just been a week be a I mean, it's, it was all in one day like you just all got a whole day. bunch of fuck you all in one day all in one day i'm worried about like what's gonna happen if i get covid and can't go to my fucking appointment guys this episode might not the come good out news I'm is leap off cliff this the good news is you're on her list so like you'll be rescheduled it just don't know I when hope so. <laughs> i hope i wouldn't lose my deposit because it, on her the thing it says you lose it within 48 hours like if you don't notify within 48 hours and like but i feel like in that case if you're like trying to keep her not sick like maybe she'll yeah. make an exception yeah i shouldn't speak for them because like i'd prefer you not in my face if you were sick you know <laughs> Ooh, fucking totally that's like my work i was like i don't have any symptoms they're like well that's nice you don't need to come in and i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> I but wish. yeah so that's uh my week guys we, we don't have a spooky thing this week because i don't have a script i mean that was scary enough honestly <laughs> yeah right um mine is kind of like a little well not like hella long but like long enough that i think it won't feel like a short episode do we want to get into it or do we want to talk about anything else anything else you want to get off your chest um no my house is still haunted had some spook the other night we were laying in bed and we have like the google um i don't even know what it's called like the little controller that controls lights yeah and like the light bulbs or whatever so we brought we had river in bed and we were like sleeping and we leave like the light on just a little bit because river likes to like jump off the bed because he's psycho (laughs) so i need the light on to be able to find him and uh and um i would love to watch like video footage of what a night in your life is like (laughs) yeah i i should like put up like remember the video i had when kylo had had their spay and i was like sleepwalking it's insane i want to see what it's evolved into it's mostly me just pulling river from jumping off the bed 98 (laughs) percent of it and uh or him sleeping with his feet in my face um but yeah so we have like these lights and they like dim and stuff and we're like laying there and all of a sudden like the light just got kept getting brighter and brighter and brighter and we're like what the fuck i'm like i'm so like looking on the bed i'm like am i laying on the controller and then i look over like the controller's like on the side table I'm like what the fuck and there's only one controller there's only one co- well we have two Ew. but only one connects to our bedroom the other one's river's room okay and that's uh, weird yeah and or like okay so i like dimmed it back down and put it back down and just like laid down and i like fell asleep and all here is stewart go did you turn off the lights and i open my eyes and the lights are off oh my god yeah that's so weird so weird the so netflix weird. the other night too last weekend do you remember when the netflix turned on the tv no oh one was god, in the room yeah. yeah i forgot about that was that when we were leaving was that like at night i think so yeah you're like why is netflix on yeah it's just so fucking it's just a weird um like it's just like weird stupid shit that's been happening lately in the house like um like a lot of our stuff just like goes missing like i thought maybe it was like 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 kylo's hiding it or like river's hiding (laughs) it we've lost our tv controller but that's totally river um (laughs) but like we hear like haunted by a toddler (laughs) yeah but it's happening during the day which is like weird yeah we had a weird one at my house uh we got home from grocery shopping and i can't we were like putting stuff on the table because we were gonna make 
pizza. We were making pizza. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, our back is to, we have a closet in my kitchen, but we've kind of turned it into like a pantry and it's got a door with like a handle. Like you have to turn the handle to open it. And so we're, our backs are to that door and I heard this squeak sound and I thought it was Panda, my mom's dog. I thought like she jumped down and hurt herself. So I turned around to be like, oh no, Panda, what's wrong? And I realized the closet door was open and the squeak I heard was the sound of the door handle turning. I literally grabbed the handle and was like, Carl, listen. And I like turned it and it squeaks when you turn it. Yeah. And I was like, that squeak was the door opening. He's like, no, it wasn't. I'm like, yeah, it was. He's like, I know, but no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah, no. Well, that that reminds me because it reminds me of Carl's response when we were playing the card game and River's chair fell over. Oh, my God. Yeah. <gasps> I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, there's something else that, that was wild. We were all four of us were in the room and we were playing cards and we heard this like crash. I jumped so fucking high. Yeah. And River's got like a little like like desk and two chairs that I guess he colors on. We're, we're trying to get yeah. him to color, but he mostly just eats the crayons. He mostly just <laughs> eats the crayons. It's the it's the IKEA table, like the kids' table. The chair had completely like fallen backwards. We were all like, um. Yeah, it was weird. And I thought Stuart pushed it, and he was like, No, I didn't. Like it wasn't even close to it yeah it's fucking weird i forgot about that and that i, I hate Carl's when... reaction like nope it didn't happen I don't know what <laughs> if he doesn't believe it it's not happening mm-hmm. i hate i hate when other people witness things with you because then it's like oh no we all just saw that eh? like <laughs> fuck. Yeah, now we all just have to pretend that it didn't happen <laughs> and we can fuck. all sleep fine yeah fuck our guy like it's creepier when it's like stuff that's not happening like now it's almost constant in my house but like with your yeah. house it's like off and on and i think that it makes is it creepier it is because you go go like for, for like weeks without hearing anything, and then all of a sudden doors open yeah. or you know just like weird things. You see orbs all the time while I'm recording, and I can't yeah, see I that because I can't watch myself. But yeah, and no, it's, it's weird not because, constant like, with your orbs. It's like like you would see dust down there all the time, like especially yeah. like on Facetime, and like there's I nothing. just vacuumed. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I actually do that. I don't fucking vacuum. <laughs> um but yeah it's just like it's weird like i think i find your house like mine i guess maybe because i live here but like yours i find creepier because it's just like no it's definitely sporadic and it's unpredictable and i feel like it's more than one entity like i think my dad is in the kitchen totally um because i I think i said this on the podcast the one day the chair he used to sit in just started rocking and i was like eating nachos or something what's that remember with riley's cat too oh the cat still does that all the time she like sits um my dad used to sit in the same spot on the couch to watch like the hockey games and stuff and the cat would sit in his lap like belly up so he could like play with her like you know when you like dangle your hand in front of a cat and like she still lays on her back in that spot and like swats like she's playing with his hand all the time my cats are doing it all the time yeah so it's It's weird totally your dad has to be but then i think there's something else in the basement that we've had since we've as long as we've lived here um so i think it's two different things which is really fun for me i'm having a good time it's like a good thing and then it's like a not so good like you don't know what it is yeah i have no idea what's in the basement i like i feel like it's my dad upstairs like i've never really been scared upstairs but like in the basement i've definitely been not like like nothing horrifically bad has ever happened but like it's never felt comfortable if that makes sense yeah and when your dogs don't go into the back room then you don't go oh yeah the back room all three of my dogs i do we has kylo come here have we tried it with her i think we did when she, she was little i think we did yeah i might be making it up but like the back room where i record in we've probably said this on the podcast before 
none of the dogs will come back here and when they did they would like bark and go crazy and like yeah. sassy who was an angel and did nothing wrong would like lose her mind in here yeah. she like jumped out of Stuart's arms once i remember that yeah it was i think it was the night we were i don't maybe we we're just hanging out and Stuart's like i'm gonna bring your dog back there just to see what happens and she like lost her mind yeah, she, like, jumped out of his arms and started barking, and, like, that's not sassy-like. No, at all. not at all. Stuart so here so I am recording so the podcast in this room. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's for uh, effect. It has to, it yeah. has to be a It's thing. also where I do, like, my crafts and everything, too. It's just, like, a, and my workouts. Everything's back here. I'm just taunting it at this point. You're like, it's just my vibe. It's just how I, f- that's how I fit in. We're the besties now, me and my ghost. Yeah. <laughs> oh god so there's your spooky for the week yeah we did it we covered something spooky yeah yeah sorry guys but like blame stewart (laughs) honestly like you said we made it we're here um so i'm can i get into mine do you have anything else totally no i got i got nothing you got nothing okay so um it's i have another movie that i haven't seen that i'm going to talk about today yes um so today we're talking about the 2008 movie the strangers which is largely based on the charles manson murders but has drawn comparisons to a lesser known case as well so you get a you get a two for this week there's two in this one i feel like i've seen this movie but then i I haven't seen it, but I 100% know the concept. It's like, that's my thing about movies. It's like, once I see the trailer, I'm like, I don't need to see the movie because like, I know exactly what's going to happen. That's the worst part Um, of the whole movie and like trailers now. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, oh, also the writer said he was inspired by something that happened in his childhood too. So, um, it's actually like a 2.5 or I guess, because I put like one line about the thing in his childhood. So 2.5 this week. Um, (laughs) So a synopsis for everyone who hasn't seen the movie and also me from Nick Reganis, who I think I stole a synopsis from for another episode. He's my dude. Um, Quote, in the dead of night, the troubled young couple of James Hoyt and Kristen McKay arrive at the Hoyt secluded summer home after attending a friend's wedding reception. Suddenly, a loud menacing knock at the front door breaks the silence, abruptly disrupting the already tense ambience in the house. This is so detailed. As an ominous female figure stands on the ill-lit doorstep, is persistently asking for someone they don't know. Before long, the isolated vacation house is under siege and a pitiless trio of masked assailants invade the seemingly safe home are the strangers intent on murder question mark um so basically these people are staying in a vacation home someone knocks on the door says yo is so-and-so home and they're like so-and-so doesn't live here and then two other people join in and they're essentially tortured all night um i have not i honest (laughs) to god could not tell you if they live in this movie um i i feel like just based on the the trailer and everything i'm gonna say they live or at if least you've seen this movie, does. let us know. What's that? One, one of them probably does at least. Oh, I like that. One of them lives. Yeah. I like your drink cup. Thank you. It's corn. It's corn. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle got me in its corn cup, but I love it. Um, So... I missed a line, but that's fine. It's not important. Um, in the production <laughs> notes from the movie, screenplay writer Brian Bertino shared where he drew inspiration from the film. He wrote, quote, as a kid, I lived in a house on a street in the middle of nowhere. One night while our parents were out, somebody knocked on the front door and my little sister answered it. At the door were some people asking for somebody who didn't live there. We later found out that these people were knocking on doors in the area. And if no one was home, they would break into the houses, end quote. Um, thankfully, nothing horrific happened, but this event haunted him for years to come. I 
guess the fear of like a stranger entering your home totally. um which is a valid fear when you're a child absolutely <laughs> I, I remember many a night hearing things at my door and instantly grabbing a hammer and like sitting at my front door with a hammer <laughs> like to this day i still have um like a pocket knife sitting at my front door in case i need it yeah I've absolutely always, always and i like that you have the camera now so you have like uh you prepare you're not yeah. just waiting for like a sound like you see them oh totally if someone rings my doorbell i like look at my camera to see who it is and usually i don't answer so <laughs> um so yeah, nothing horrific happened. Um, so he coupled this fear that he had with inspiration from the Charles Manson murders to create the screenplay for The Strangers. Uh, he particularly enjoyed the book Helter Skelter, which was written about the Manson family cult. Uh, it was also one of my dad's favorite Beatles songs, fun fact. Um, I feel like everybody and their Aunt Susan knows about the Man- Manson family, but I'm going to talk about them really quick anyways. So Charles Manson was born to a 16-year-old mother and an unknown man who was never in the picture. His mother was arrested for armed robbery when he was a kid leaving Charles to be bounced around between relatives' homes. Uh, this caused behavioral issues, and Charles was placed in several reform schools uh, for, like, petty crimes, like stealing cars and robberies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this continued into his adulthood, and after being released from prison at 33 years old, Charles moved to California. Um, it was 1967 in California, and it was kind of at, like, the dawn of the hippie area, so people are just getting into, like, the peace and love and all that stuff, and uh, he, like, fed right into that. So he began to preach, like, good vibes uh, around campuses and, like, where, like, college kids would hang out, essentially, and he My attracted a following. Totally believe it. Absolutely. Oh, you mm. would be you would be right up in this cult. Yeah, um, I'm gonna jump right into that bus and be like, "Take me." Stupid. <laughs> What's that? We're gonna live in the woods and sing songs about peace. Um, I believe it totally. <laughs> so he ended up attracting uh, a decent sized following, mostly young women. Uh, by 1968, his little following grew into what they called the family. Uh, his preaching eventually turned into manic ramblings from a horrifically racist and unstable man. So Manson's philosophy told of an upcoming apocalypse, which he referred to as Helter Skelter. So this term was used by the family to describe the uprising of a racial war between white and black Americans. So he told, yeah. Did the Beatles song come out after or before? I'm going to fuck this up. I want to say it was before like, and he liked the, the Beatles? Beatles song. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, I, oh, I, my dad told me this all the time and I'm going to fuck it up. He's going to haunt me in my dreams now. Um, he heard the song Helter Skelter and thought it was like a secret message, I think is the story. Okay. should have looked into it more. But yeah, that's what I think it is. So he thought the Beatles were talking about this race war oh, and he God, was like, ah, okay. oh, there's a race war coming um if i fuck that up don't quote me yeah uh so he told his family that he would protect them from the impending war by hiding them in a cave located in death valley which sounds really super safe and comforting um manson wanted his family to incite the war themselves uh he called it like bringing helter skelter uh by implicating black people for crimes they did not commit which weirdly enough still happens to this day but i digress uh he instructed the family to commit petty crimes and plant evidence in predominantly black neighborhoods uh so the example i read in the article said they would like steal people's wallets and scatter them in these neighborhoods so cops thought the suspects were in that area and they would like target people in that area um so manson enough to believe it absolutely um manson said that if they brought helter skelter then hid in the cave they would reign supreme as rulers of the earth once the race war ended 
Dear and people God. bought that. <laughs> so drugs, in 1960... 19- yeah, literally, that's what it is. It's literally just drugs. Stop doing drugs. Yeah. In weed 1960- is Weed is not a drug. Weed is fine. That's different. I, yeah, I've totally never seen a cult based on weed. Yeah. Um, in 1969, the family proved their devotion to Charles by committing several murders on his command. Um, I'm not going to get into them all because the second case is much larger and less well-known, so I just kind of did a skim over of this one. But the most famous victim was actress Sharon Tate, who was the wife of film director Roman Polanski. She was killed in her Los Angeles home along with three guests. Um, she, I believe she was also pregnant at the time. She and was that eight was months fucking, pregnant. Yeah, fucking awful. Yeah. Um, so this kind of, uh, I don't want to say brought fame to the Manson family, but it was a very high profile case. So when the trial started, uh, it attracted national attention. Uh, the trial began in 1970 and in 1971, he was sentenced to death, but following the, um, oh my God, why can't I say it? Ab- 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 abolish, abolition, abolition. They abolished the capital punishment. I wrote the <laughs> word and I can't fucking say it. Um, they abolished capital punishment in California in 1972, so his sentence was commuted to life in prison. Uh, he died from cardiac arrest resulting from respiratory failure brought on by colon cancer in November 2017, which still doesn't seem awful enough for someone like him. I feel like we could have thrown a couple more diseases in there or something. Totally. Um, be like a little test bunny. Yeah. What I always found interesting about this case is that he, uh, Charles Manson technically did not murder anybody with his own two hands yeah. uh he was never as far as i know was never at any of the crime scenes i think he just kind of like stayed home and, and made everybody go about his work for him um but he was still such a shit person that he was sentenced to death anyways i always thought that was fascinating about this case is like he technically didn't kill anybody but he did he, he caused it so he caused it yeah yeah um so there's another murder that some film critics speculate Brian Bertino used as inspiration for this film. Uh, he denied this, but he kind of said it in like a quirky way. He's like, oh, I think that's smart that people are looking into that. Uh, but he did like he didn't say that it was true. Um, okay. So we can talk about it anyways. Uh, so this is another horrific murder that took place in California known as the Ketty Cabin Murders. Um, on the morning of April 12th, 1981, 14-year-old Sheila Sharp returned home. Uh, home was Cabin 28 in the Ketty Resorts in California. Uh, she was at her neighbor's house the night before, and she walked into what has been called, quote, one of the most macabre scenes in modern American crime history. Um, I save you a bunch of the details because it's, uh, I didn't even see pictures. I just read it and was like, this is too gross for me. Oh, so there's pictures? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't want to find I out. Not. I so I like there's I, like the share there's like photos they released the f- the crime scene photos of like the Sharon Tate murders and she's like laying on the ground yeah it's horrific yeah I don't know there's some things you don't need to see yeah um so inside the cabin were the bodies of her mother Sue Sharp her brother John and his friend Dana Wingate. Um, the murders had been notably violent. The first deputy on scene reported, quote, blood everywhere on the walls, the bottoms of the victim's shoes, Sue's bare feet, the bedding in Tina's room, one of the daughters, uh, the furniture, the ceiling, the doors, and on the back steps. Uh, the patterns in the blood indicated that the victims had been moved and placed into their positions, uh, which was odd because they weren't posed per se. It's almost like they just wanted them all in the same room. Okay. Um, Maybe so they were all of the to, like, victims- clean it up or something and then got caught or thought they were going to get caught and then dipped. Maybe. I don't know. I don't I've know. This, heard is, of this murder. 
<laughs> i had neither until i looked into this case but it's fucking it's pretty brutal um so all of the victims suffered blunt force trauma with the assumed weapon being a hammer or multiple hammers uh they also had found multiple stab wounds including uh all of the victims having their throats cut um oh a bent steak knife a bent steak knife was found on the floor near the bodies along with a butcher knife and a claw hammer that were found on a table nearby so there's already several weapons within the home um and i think there was more that they couldn't find i think i talk about that later um so sheila's sister 12 year old tina sharp was nowhere to be found um as if this wasn't wild enough the two youngest sons ricky and greg and their friend justin smart were found in one of the bedrooms completely unharmed in fact they had no idea what happened in the home uh their neighbors actually led them out of the house through the windows so that they wouldn't have to witness the horrors downstairs they had them i don't know if they brought ladders or what but they basically took them out from the bedroom so they didn't have to go through the house um so the murders baffled investigators. They were not able to come up with a motive or a suspect. No one knew who would want to kill this poor family in such an awful way. It started to seem like it was a random act of violence. Uh, perhaps someone broke in and tortured the family just because they wanted to. Um, but investigators couldn't find any signs of forced entry. So they started to wonder if they were let in. So again, it's that concept of did someone knock on the door yeah. and then you let them in kind of thing. Um, so they did find an assortment of clues, including a fingerprint. Uh, the phone had been left off the hook and the lights were turned off with the curtains closed so the killer didn't want to be seen and he didn't want the family to call for help in later questioning justin smart so he was one of the surviving boys um he said he did see sue come home with two strange men that night he gave the officers a description of the men and claimed that one of them had a hammer in his hand he claimed that when the older teenage son john came home with his friend dana a fight broke out that left the three victims dead um he said that the men took Tina out of the back door when they fled the scene. So they created a composite sketch based on these descriptions and the police did find DNA on the scene, but because it was 1981, there was not much to go go on with that. Mm -hmm. Um, as in most cases, the police department handled this case in a super sketchy manner. Um, Sheriff Thomas called the Sacramento Department of Justice for assistance, and they sent in members of the organized crime unit instead of the homicide unit what so that already sounds fishy um but this started to get the rumor mill turning so the two lead suspects of the department's investigation were justin smart's father so like the boy who was alive but was one of the friends his dad martin smart they lived next door to the sharp family and were quite close with them martin had a roommate a former convict named Bo budebi I didn't look that up. Martin was a well-known drug dealer in the area, and Bo was connected to a Chicago crime ring that that smuggled and sold drugs. So they were two sketchy characters, and they called in the organized crime unit. So people started to, like, make their own story up there. Um, It was later revealed that Martin's wife, Marilyn, had left him on the day the bodies were discovered. She provided the Plumas County Sheriff Department with a handwritten letter, allegedly from Martin. It read, quote, I've paid the price of your love, and now that I've bought it with four people's lives, you tell me we are through. Great. What else do you want? Um, So she believed... Yeah. She believed that Martin had killed the Sharp family, but the letter was not looked into at the time of the investigation. They were just like, thanks, bye. No, we'll find out. So the most commonly known theory of this case involves a love triangle between Martin, Marilyn, and Sue. So it's believed that Martin and Sue were having an affair and that Sue was supposedly telling Marilyn to leave her husband, who she was sleeping with, because he was abusive towards her. 
So when Martin found out that the two women were talking, he enlisted the help of his roomie to take Sue out. So this would explain why his son and the two friends were left spared because he didn't want his son to see him killing people, essentially. Um, I also think that if this is how it went down, he told his son to make up the story about the two men uh, in the house to throw the police off his trail. Because originally the boy said they didn't hear anything, they didn't see anything. And then like a couple weeks down the road during questioning, he's like, oh no, there's definitely two men in the house. Yeah. Um, Which is sketchy. So that being said, he is a kid. So it's kind of of hard. But um, I want to say they were 12-ish. Okay. So they're like... I mean, at that age, you you suppress shit, man. So, like, <laughs> speaking from experience. Um, so, over the decades, the case grew, grew cold. In 2013, it was reopened by Sheriff Greg Hagward and Special Investigator Mike Gamberg. Uh, they believe this case is bigger than just a love affair gone wrong and that it does, in fact, have ties to organized crime. According to Gamberg, the old department, quote, covered it up. He even alleged that the former Sheriff Thomas gave the suspects a free pass, telling them to get out of town during the investigation. So his theory is that Bo and Martin fit into um, a larger drug smuggling scheme that involved the federal government and the local sheriff's department. So that's Mm -hmm. why when they allegedly killed that family, they were just like, run quickly. Um so this would also explain why the Department of Justice, Justice said two allegedly corrupt organized crime special agents instead of the homicide department. So yeah. there was a rumor that the agents that showed up to investigate were actually in on this drug smuggling ring. Um, so it also suggests why the case was handled so poorly. And um, the handwritten letter wasn't the only piece of evidence that was blatantly ignored. So poor young Tina was not found until three years after the murders by a man three? who was out for a walk three years in butte county which is about 30 miles away from ketty the butte county sheriff's department received an anonymous call shortly after the discovery of her remains remains were made public the man on the phone said quote i was wondering if they thought of the murder up in ketty in plumas county a couple years ago where a 12 year old girl was never found at the time of the call it was not confirmed that the remains were actually tina's so this guy called after just seeing remains found and called and was like hey are you gonna look into that murder up in ketty and they didn't do anything at all yeah so instead of digging into this call um sheriff thomas resigned from the investigation and took a job at the sacramento department of justice uh so the recording was actually found in a sealed case file having not been open over all those years that the case grew cold it wasn't open until 2013 when uh hagwood and gambert took over the case holy fuck! so they got that call in 1984 and it was sealed until 2013 okie dokie yeah good police work in 2016 gamberg met with a an anonymous counselor at the reno's veterans administration who had worked with martin smart uh he told gamberg that in may of 1981 martin had confessed to killing sue and tina sharp he allegedly told the counselor quote i killed the woman and her daughter but i didn't have anything to do with the boys when this confession was brought to the Department of Justice in 1981, they dismissed it as, quote, hearsay. <laughs> a counselor breaching the, 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 what is it, the code of secrecy or whatever the hell? Yeah, no, that's, um, that's a, a confession. That's not hearsay. That's a <laughs> confession. Um, so although both Martin Smart and Bo Budebi are now long dead, new DNA evidence has pointed investigators to other suspects who may have had a hand in these murders who are still alive. 
Um, in April 2018, the team matched DNA from the murder scene to a known living suspect. Uh, since then, no arrests have been named. Or, sorry, no arrests have been made, and the names have never been released to the public. But Gamberg says that six people may have been involved, including Marty and Bo. Of the suspects who are still alive, Gamberg said, "Quote: They better batten down the hatches because we're coming. We're continuing with the investigation, and we're doing interviews, and we have several persons of interest." End quote. Um, there was no update after 2018, so I hope they're still looking into the case because I'm very curious to whose DNA that is if they're still alive. I bet it's a cop. Bet it's a cop. Yeah. <laughs> bet you it's Sheriff Thomas. Allegedly, mm. don't sue me. <laughs> but like, why would you hide it? You know what I mean? Why wouldn't they release the DNA? You, with those, they always release DNA to be like, hey, it could be this person, could be this person. Yeah. But now they're not releasing because probably a cop. Yup. But I think these two, um, the newbies who are working on the case, I think they're hoping to expose whatever the organized crime ring is. Like, I, I think yeah. they're actually the good guys here. Yeah, um, probably. But yeah, I never heard of that case, and it was fucking awful. Um, I cut out a lot of the details. It was just a horrific murder, and it sounds like it sounds personal to me. So the idea of the affair kind of makes sense. Yeah, because like you don't just kill someone in that manner on a whim. You know, there's like especially that brutal. It's usually there's, there's like there's, an anger or something behind yeah. it. There's yeah. emotion behind that, and you don't see that from a random like a random robbery or something it wouldn't happen so yeah that's um the two cases that the strangers is allegedly based on that's nuts i can see i had never even seen the movie because it's like i could i could see it being based off like the sharon tate murders yeah and this one it, it 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 plays into like that creepiness where you don't know who it is. Is it someone who just randomly knocked? Yeah, on the door? So, uh, someone in your home kind of th- yeah. theory. I thought this one was going to be boring because I like never heard of this. Well, like I've heard of the strangers, but I thought it was a very like delisted movie. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I was like, oh, this is going to be crappy. And then I found these cases, and I was like, holy shit, holy shit. But yeah, that's that. I loved that one. Well, I didn't love that one, but like I like hearing about like that stuff like that because you have no idea right yeah and you don't realize that, one, that you assume movies are just like someone's imagination and someone's just fucked up in the head and they're like no it's based off this and you're like mm, i like well it when it was imagination. <laughs> <laughs> it makes the world less scary i have no idea what to do next week because a lot of the ones i haven't done are like predictable yeah um the, uh, the one is like the very first one we did on the episode or on the podcast uh the amityville is one oh, that yeah. keeps popping up in my research i'm like yeah. you've already done that but you can do but it. yeah i don't know maybe do i'll shake it up next week Why don't you do oh my gosh re- updated <laughs> yeah but we can do a revamp i mean it was the first episode like those were the trashy episodes <laughs> we could do a i'll revamp. think of something yeah. i i have an idea of something i might do but i have to like find the perfect case to fit my idea mm-hmm. so wish me luck research gotta love it yeah i wish you all the luck i bet it'll be thank you thank you do you want to come be friends with us yeah we have instagram it's a spooky hour podcast our twitter is at spooky hour and email is the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com nailed it nailed it that's all i got i'm just (laughs) like blah this week i guess uh, yeah it's not been a great week um i had a no. shitty day also i i'm not gonna get into it because it's just work shit and it's boring but but like still like what is this week like kicking our asses 
and for what and we're both trying to do things this weekend i'm going in the middle of butt fuck nowhere next this weekend danielle's trying to get tattooed and life's just like oh what's that you would like to to shit on i'm supposed to get tattooed on saturday and then go to a bridal shower on sunday oh shit yeah i just feel like let's just not talk about it it'll be fine (laughs) so i'm telling myself if i just pretend nothing's happening it's just avoidance like if it's not there it's not there like if it's not in my head it's fine yeah we're okay exactly that's how i've made it this far in life yeah doing great <laughs> doing, we're doing fine guys we're doing fine <laughs> starting a, a, a gofundme for my laptop <laughs> i'm not actually but uh, like, oh, fuck. well have a good week friends have a better week than our week this week <laughs> totally and it's like one week until halloween so get excited we're almost there guys we're almost there yeah Stay and spooky, then it's christmas friends. bye shut up <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha